Welcome to the Unmothered Podcast. Join me as we explore all the feelings and confusion surrounding the mother-daughter bond. Laugh with me, cry with me, and learn new ways to cope with what can be a very lonely existence without a mother to rely on. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hello, peeps, and welcome back. Today, I'm doing a check-in today for all my unmothereds because it's a new year. We're starting this thing over, probably gone through some trauma over the holidays, if we're being honest, right? And um, there was some probably new revelations, hopefully, from you where you either um, realized you couldn't react in the same way or maybe decided, yeah, we need to do this differently. This coming year during the holidays, whatever that was, this episode is just check in with all my mothers for new intentions and boundaries for 2024. I don't like to set goals. Anyone that knows me knows um, there's two things about me. I don't like goals, which I'm everybody keeps trying to make me set goals and I'm not very good at it, but I know I do need to have a focus on things. So I do have intentions. And also the second thing is, is I have not a competitive bone in my body. (laughs) I am not the girl that's going to fight you to the death to get, um, you know, the gold star. Like I don't care that never has driven me. I have always been someone who just wants to do her best. I stay in my own lane. So you will never see me in a competition saying like, oh, I got to I got to beat this girl. I'm going to find all the things that I'm, I'm going to set goals. I'm going <laughs> to, you know, win that trip there. The times that I won trips through Pampered Chef were strictly a uh, surprise. <laughs> I wanted them. I just didn't have any play in the fight. That's just not who I am. So if that's who you are great, then you're going to be good at intentions. Uh, It's taken me a long time to settle in. And I think part of that is trauma from there were so many things that were chaotic. And also growing up in my family, we had nothing. And so the um, underlying theme in my family was to expect nothing. And you never forge ahead, you just survive. And so that can be really damaging growing up because you you can't set goal. You think, well, I don't deserve that. I shouldn't ask for that. That's selfish. I shouldn't ask for it. I mean, I should just be, this is the theme in my house. You should be lucky you have a roof over your head, which 100%, yes, I agree with. Uh, very lucky. I'm, le- I'm very lucky that we didn't end up on the street because later on my mom did. So I am very lucky that we had a warm house. Um, we had food on the table, not always, you know, a lot of food. Uh, We had, you know, we were fed pretty well, but we didn't splurge on things. It was a lot of canned foods, a lot of packaged foods. Um, The typical diet when you don't, you know, you're a welfare kid, you don't have a lot of money. So the intentions in our household were not um, set high. And that could be a problem because when you grow up and you want to get out of that scarcity mentality, it becomes a struggle of guilt and also, um, do I, is it necessary? Do I need it or do I just 
go with the status quo and live life the way I wanted to. So here's how I came out of and made new intentions is that I started to ask some really good questions of myself of what I actually wanted what and, and actually taking the time to dream. This is the other thing. I really think there is something to sitting down and journaling and just dreaming big. There is nothing wrong with dreaming. It doesn't mean that you're being selfish. It doesn't mean that you're not thinking of other people. It's just dreaming gives your mind a place to play. And I think we never had enough play when we're growing up with moms that are traumatizing us. And so I want you to play. I want you to think of like, what are the things you're going to do differently within your family? outside of your family, things for you, new intentions for the year. Now, I'm going to just talk a little bit about um, the mother-daughter thing, because if you did come off of this holiday and you were like, oh, that's it, like boundaries have to be set, I want you to start taking care of your mental health this year. I really, really want you to start making those changes because If not, you're just going to go through a a whole nother year of the same old, same old, complaining about it, being sad about it, being mad about it, but not doing anything. And it starts with you. And so I'm going to ask you some questions today to think about. You can journal about these things and decide what you want your relationship with your mom or your dad or just siblings, whoever. What do you what are your intentions for this year to make to start making your family life the happiest it can be? And then the dreaming comes in of like what do you want your family to look like in the future? What do you want your household to look like? Where do you want to live? What do you anticipate 10, 20 years down the line? What does that look like? You know, I had these dreams and here's the thing with my dreams is when I became a Christian, I had these dreams, I, and, I, and there is a, a Bible verse that talks about, you know, God wants to give you the desires of your heart. He's not saying he's going to give you every single thing, that he's not saying you deserve every single thing. What he's saying is, come to me, tell me what your dreams are. I know what they are, but I want you to say them out loud. So I would write things down. So I guess these were my goals. <laughs> I would write these things down. I would pray on them and I would say this prayer always, Lord, you know my heart. You know that this would be awesome if I could have this kind of house or if I could, you know, drive this kind of car, you know, those kind of fun things like play things. I don't want you to be serious about this. I want you to just play. This is the kind of dog I would love to have, you know, those kind of things. Write those down and then be descriptive very descriptive. I was, I'm a huge imagination person. So I would write these things down, you know, I'm going to sit in this kitchen and I'm going to be drinking hot tea. I have journals where I could go back and read this. It's amazing. And I, I'm like, at the end of it, I'm like, but it's your will, Lord, not mine. So if you want me to have these things, guide me in that way, show me how to get there. And that would be amazing. I would love that. And years later, here I am, I'm sitting here and I was thinking this, so I was doing my intentions this year and I was sitting here thinking, wow, um, in the 66 years that I have lived, 
almost all my dreams have come true. And then some. I have not only one, but two homes that I love so much, and they each bring something different to the table that fulfill my dreams, which is crazy because I, I, if, I, if you had told me that this could happen, I would, would have told you, no, that's never going to happen. We can't, you know, realistically, we can't afford that. We can't do, we don't live like that. But over the years, we've made smart choices. Things have happened. And all of a sudden, we're in this place where we're like, oh, we really could do that. And down to, I got a dog 12 years ago that I just fell in love with. And my daughter, Dominique, found a picture of probably about six months after in a drawer. And this is how I dream. I saw this picture of this puppy that I just thought, we always have labs and we'll always have labs. So we do have a black lab right now. But I saw this picture of a Britney Spaniel. I actually didn't even know what breed it was. And I said, I, I just, that dog is like something's tugging at my heart. So I cut the picture out and I put it in a drawer. And it was one of those things where I was like, Lord, maybe someday. And I threw it in a drawer. 12 years after that, here we are with this, our 12-year-old dog, Britney Spaniel, Lola. We got her and it's like a long story of how we got her and how I found her. But my daughter found this picture and she said, oh my gosh, mom, this happens to you all the time. Like you'll write something down or you're, you'll cut out a picture, you know, you do a little prayer, <laughs> throw, it, throw it away, just like throw it aside somewhere. It's not like my main focus. So it's not a goal. It's just, you know, these are the desires of my heart. These are the intentions I want to do. Now, personally, with the mom and daughter thing, if you're in a relationship if, uh, on, on the structure of family and relationship, if you're in this relationship and it's just becoming a struggle, you are going to have to work on your own mental health and your own things that you want to do this year that bring you happiness and peace so that you don't have to keep going back into this toxic place. In the last three months that the women in my unmothered community have asked to join the one question that I would ask them is what kind of relationship you have with your mother. Almost all of them have said, my mom is a narcissist. And that can be really debilitating and just very confusing for a daughter to have to grow up constantly serving the needs of her mom. And this is why I'm telling you, you have to dream your life. You, you have to get in a place where you have to stop putting them ahead of your own needs and you have to get to a place where you feel safe and comfortable being able to do that instead of her saying you're being selfish for thinking that way. One of the biggest things that I always tell people is like you're probably never going to change her. You have to change you because she is who she is. If she doesn't want to get the help, especially if she doesn't think she needs it, which most of the time they don't. You are in this battle of being in this altered state where there's no room for you to grow. There's no room for you to dream. There's no room for you to become a different person because you're constantly in this battle with her. So I want to ask you some questions um, of why you're continuing this dysfunctional behavior with her. Is it out of obligation? Is it out of guilt? And what would happen if suddenly you said, yeah, I'm really not going to react in the same ways that you want me to anymore. I'm not going to rush to your side every time 
you are calling me screaming on the phone. I'm not going to drop everything for you to go cater to your needs. What would happen and what are you afraid of if you just said no to her? This is a new year. This is new you. I want you to expand your intentions, set your boundaries. This is January. You have the whole year so that by next Christmas, things could be maybe a little calmer or maybe just completely different where you're like, well, we're not going to play that game this year. We're going to do something different. Maybe just go away somewhere and not have to deal with all of the crazy family and mess and um, the dysfunction. This is, a, this is the time to do this is right now. You have to be able to set those intentions, decide what you want your life to look like, decide who you are, what you want it to look like, name those things that have hurt you and figure out ways of like how to mourn those things of, man, you know, like I didn't get this at five years old. This didn't happen when she promised me this, like really go through those things, dig through those things and um, find someone trusted that you can talk to and say, just want to like share this because like the little girl in me is really upset about this. And I need to get to a place where I can like move through that so that I'm not so angry about that anymore. And then also move to a place of this is new year, new me. I'm going to do this differently. I'm not going to not going to ignore it. I'm not going to um, shove it down. I'm not going to pretend it's okay when it's not. And I'm not going to suffer through another year of just doing the same old, same old, because I don't know where to go. I don't know what, what I'm supposed to do. The first step is acknowledging it. And so another question that I have for you is if you could think of a perfect situation with your mom or without your mom, what would that look like? I think we don't take the time to dream about what our life could look like. We're just stuck in the minutia of like what it is right now. Just complete chaos, craziness. Um, we don't set new intentions because we don't even know, you know, where to begin with that. And also we feel guilt for trying to move out of that place because what where, what's going to happen to my mom if that happens? But if you could think of a situation where it would work out, even with her, maybe without her, what would that look like? You have to start thinking in those terms rather than just going down the path of what you guys have always done. And then I need you to set an intentional tone. So if you do need to go no contact with your mom, that means no contact, no texting, no calling, no emails, no dropping by the house. It just means no contact. Like I, I need to take a break and you have to respect that. And I would get professional help at that point and talk to a trusted therapist or a counselor, somebody professional that can walk you through those things to set these intentions so that you can start moving in a safer place. When you have to go no contact, it's, it's, a, it's a last ditch effort. It's like I've tried talking to her, I've tried setting boundaries, I've tried all these things, and there's no respect there. There's also could be a, a tone of um, danger, real strong abuse. That's happened with um, some stories that I've heard. And so you have to be very direct about this is the year I go no contact. This is the year that I have to really start taking care of me, the health of me, my family, if you have children, especially if you have children. I just, again, was talking to my daughters and they were, um, my youngest was telling me, yeah, I just remember this um, protection from big sister 
when I was curious and little and I'm asking these questions in front of grandma and she's like, shh, don't say it. Don't, don't bring that up. Don't talk. And I thought, how sad is that, that you have to monitor your speech in front of your grandmother because your grandmother may turn on you on her own grandchildren. But that was the reality. And so we were on pins and needles. And then it said this before it got to a point where they said, why do we, why are we going to grandma? She's so mean. And I, I don't really want to go. And I said, you know what? You don't have to. What would happen if you actually stood up to that and said, you know what? You, you don't have to. I have to because I'm taking care of her. She was not well. Out of the goodness of my heart, it, it's what I felt like I needed to do. But I've, I've said this before. I said huge boundaries around her. She didn't come into my house anymore after a few times of altercations. I would go to her. Now, I was lucky because my mom didn't drive. So she couldn't just like pop over to the house. She waited for me. And so I had the upper hand in that where I'm like, you are not coming over here, but I will come see you. Um, and that's how that's going to work from here on out. But if you have a mom who drives, like obviously you're going to have to set a hard line. And that may mean um, not answering the door when she pops over and and flat out telling her, I will meet you somewhere else, but I'm not going to meet you here. New intentions, new year, you have to do this. This is, I'm putting your feet to the fire this year. I hear a lot of women who year after year are just like, gosh, I just don't know what to do. Like, I want to do these new things with my family, but my mom, my mom, my mom. And I'm like, no, you, you need to do that. Like, pay attention to the family you're growing. You are building a legacy. Don't let the past and the past traumas and the past toxic people come in and disrupt what you're trying to rebuild. The anger that we feel towards our moms from the triggering past traumas and things can be really debilitating. So I I need you to, this is a time when I do need you to like sit quietly in journal, write out those things that have hurt you, pray about those things, ask God to guide you. You know, God has guided me through this whole journey with my mom and then some now this last year through this mess just recently with my brother and my dad passing away. There, there isn't any straight road. And so I don't want you to, that's why I think I have trouble with goals is like, if you hit this goal, then everything's going to be great and you're not going to have any issues. No, we're always going to have struggles and issues. The, the goal is to be in a safe and happy place. That's your intention for the year is that you want to get to a different place so that this time, when we hit December of 2024, you are going to be amazed at the difference in how you feel and how you look at things, the calmness that will come over you when you remove the toxicity from your life. And this can be for anything, any kind of relationship. If it's time for a change, this is January. We're in the middle of January. Let's do this now. You have to start setting those intentions to find out what it is you want from your life, what it is you're expecting, um, what are the things that I can change in myself even. Maybe this is a year that you start therapy, that you've never done this with anybody, you've never talked about it. You, it's starting to bubble up through your body. You're realizing something's not right. I've been praying about being calmer and I just don't feel calm. It's because you have to work things out 
of your body also with prayer and um, name the things that have harmed you. Name the things that are still in your system that are making you uh, uneven feeling, just anxious and um, shaky all the time. And my heart's pattering, pattering. (laughs) My heart is um, beating faster. It's uh, things don't feel right. You know, when I was at my highest in anxiety, I was dizzy. I actually get vertigo and I figured out I would get vertigo every holiday. It was from stress. And so I can feel myself getting dizzy now. And I'm like, oh, okay. So there's a couple things I do. I go to the chiropractor and I make sure that my body is aligned because that helps a lot with your inner body. I make sure that I sit quietly and I ask God to like calm my heart, calm my body. And then I talk to someone and I let them know like, okay, I'm in this state right now. This is not good. And I need to really slow down and calm myself down and think about getting in touch, like really asking myself, like, what are you feeling? Why are you feeling that? Um, Where does it hurt on your body? That's a big one. You have to really get in touch with the way you are feeling and and recognize there are some warning signs from you. That is God-driven. He built your body that way to tell you, hey, things aren't right. You're ignoring some stuff. So I'm going to make you dizzy <laughs> because you're ignoring me. And I tried to you know, let you know by these other little signs. And I literally have not had a huge vertigo attack in about, I want to say three years now, which has been great. So it's come on. It's, I could feel it. And I'm like, okay, I'm in danger zone. I'm not taking care of myself. We need to halt. So be in touch with all of yourself. Your intentions are not just mental. It's not just, okay, we're going to write down these goals. We're going to do these things. You're sure your intentions are body, mind, and soul. So you have to ask God to guide you to the next step. You don't want to stay where you are this year. You want to constantly keep growing. The only way my life changed is I constantly kept changing myself. I I kept researching and praying and asking God, okay, what's the next step? What's the next step? And some of those things were very uncomfortable. And some of those things, um, I had to say goodbye to some stuff. I said hello to some things. But they were very intentional. And so I want this for you guys. I hope this made sense. I'm kind of rambling all over the place. But the the bottom line is, is that your intentions for the year decide where you go in growth in life throughout the year. And I just want you guys to hit December and like send me a comment and go, oh my gosh, this really worked. Like things are different because I made this really hard choice but I knew it was the right thing. I prayed about it. It was great. Here's a verse that I just wanted to add to this whole discussion. Um, A couple things. Okay, I want you to write three specific things that you want to do this year to start creating the life that you want without all the chaos. Okay, three things. And you can check back in throughout the year and be like, am I moving towards those things? Maybe it is setting a high boundary. Maybe it's, you know, 
getting out of that crazy job that's stressing you out and really intentionally little by little looking for another kind of job that you really love. Those kind of things. Like really be intentional about what you want your life to look like. Don't don't just wake up and go to a job every day that you hate. Don't just wake up and do the same old thing that you hate day after day. That's not living a life. Be intentional about it. And this is a short little verse. It's a part of an, a bigger verse but I loved this. It's Ecclesiastes 3, 1, and I put 1B because it's not even the full sentence, but I just love this little thing. It says, he has planted eternity in the human heart. He has made you for eternity. So even though we're living this crazy life right now, this isn't the end right here, but wouldn't it be great if we can make this the best we could be while we're here? And then know, like, he's created you for eternity. So there is so much more at the end of all of this, this place on earth. So let's just do the best we can here so that when we see him, he's like, that was awesome. You did so good. I want you, if you like that verse, it's Ecclesiastes 3, 1b. There's more to the, the sentence. Um, put it on your bathroom, put it in your car, put it in your wallet. Just look at it from time to time. And remember, you know, he's he's planted eternity in your human heart. We do have human hearts. We are not perfect. So don't go for perfection. Just go for the best that you can be. And until next time, I will see you guys later. Bye, peeps. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you want to get connected with other women who share your unmothered heart, head on over to my private Unmothered Facebook community group. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review for this podcast to help me share this message with other listeners. All the links mentioned in today's episode will be in the show notes below. Bye, peeps!